welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. Now, today on this podcast, we're talking about a lot of things, but I've been considering toxic positivity. The assumption that no matter the pain, trauma or sadness you're going through, that a positive mindset should prevail. Now, I'm all about positivity and seeing the lessons in the situations that life hands us. I even study positive psychology. But what I've realised is that by always pushing to the positive, we're denying ourselves and others our feelings. We ignore our needs and our emotions, we push them down, until eventually they leak out of us by disease or upset resentment, anger and bigger emotions than we necessarily had at the start. Our emotions have accumulated together like a recipe and our bodies and our feelings are ready to come out to the surface like a cake of doom. So we need to allow ourselves to feel the emotions, to stop classifying them as good or bad. They're all necessary for us to understand ourselves and where we are in that moment of our lives. We're often taught to feel our emotions as we've not been taught how to show them or hold them in. And what the pandemic has opened up is a floodgate of cascading emotions. It's the perfect storm. We've got time, reflection, change, uncertainties, no distractions, and we found ourselves in a fog of emotions and then emotion fatigue. Because we need a space to feel and understand and process what's next. And I don't know about you, but I'm screen and empathy fatigued. And when I feel this way, I need to process and understand it, not to be told to think positively or get on with it because it's okay not to be okay sometimes. Now, I love the poet Nikita Gill, and she has now brought out a book that is poems all about, well, what's going on in the world. So healing poetry for the mind and soul, written in the introspection of COVID. And every time I open it, there's like an antidote to what's going on in the world and her one poem's called How to Be Strong and it goes like this There are no rules you are already strong even when you fall apart in the most public places you know even when your knees hit the floor and your trauma meets you in floods even when your body wrecks from sobs fashioned in the belly of a tsunami even when the sorrow feels like the endless nature of drowning your grit is right there inside you your strength is within you always to call up when you need it. And besides, didn't anyone ever tell you that endurance, that resilience, that strength looks so different on all of us? On some it looks like waters, and on others it looks like the dam bursting as the water falls. And I think that is the very point of our podcast today. So I have holistic practitioner and yoga teacher and very close friend of mine, Hannah Beetham. And we are chatting and probably ranting about surviving in a pandemic, overwhelm, doom scrolling, fatigue, social media comparisons and how to do small things to lift us up. I hope you resonate with our podcast today. Have a great week. Take care. And welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. I'm your host, Nat, and today we have a very special guest. And this special guest is a very, very close friend of mine that I know very well. 
but it doesn't mean that she is any less qualified to be on this podcast. Um, we have with us Hannah Beetham, who is a holistic health therapist and yoga teacher with her own business, The Soul Shack, currently on maternity leave with uh, one small child and one baby in a pandemic to be dealing with. And today we want to talk about overwhelm and imposter syndrome. Welcome, Hannah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> quite the introduction. <laughs> that is quite the intro. Um, have I missed anything out, Han, that I think, you know, everyone needs to know about you? I think that's covered all bases. Awesome. Okay, so holistic living and therapies and that sort of thing, how how did you get it? And I know the answer to this, obviously, but how, how has that evolved into your life and, and what you do? Um, it all began as all good stories begin with um, an episode of depression and through that I decided I tried a lot of things Um, my doctor just wanted to put me on antidepressants and I was determined that there, there had to be a different way to do it so I decided to find some talking therapies which was amazing and also my nan had practiced yoga for years and years and years and always swore by it so I thought I'd give it a bash and it was one of those things I walked into the yoga studio did my first class and absolutely hated it but it was the worst most stupid thing I'd ever done I just talked about breathing and everybody breathed and I just thought it was ridiculous but I'd paid for a beginner's course so I had to go back so I went back and then I went back again and about halfway through something just sort of clicked and that was that so yoga was my first love and still is my first love really um and then a few years ago I decided to retrain as a complementary therapist holistic therapist um and yeah it all sort of went from there really and there's always been like a real love of nutrition and how we can live better and I know nothing about nutrition other than like my own dabbling about in research but yeah that's been that's been my path to where I am now I suppose is finding ways to live better and on your terms then I suppose in a nutshell yes yeah absolutely yeah and I think with all these things they help us cope with life don't they so because as we all know life is not you know the white picket fence and rainbows all of the time and so I think if we can find ways that support us and everyone's individual aren't they find ways that when we are feeling the push that we can go and use something then that can support us in those times absolutely um my way of dealing with things is to maybe go for a walk or just get outside somehow not there's much opportunity for that or opportunities are limited at the moment um even now with two little children the opportunity to roll up my yoga mat which would have previously been my way of of coping that's been denied me by the needs of my my two children so it's 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 evolving I think as well and adapting to find something that fits you um with where you are yeah because we're changing our needs are changing so it's how can we yeah adapt and we are resilient and that's you know how we humans have lived on this planet so long by adapting and changing but it can Absolutely. be very tough can't it especially like our topic today is overwhelm when you feel like everything is on top of you like you've got a to-do list like all these things and there's no outlet and I know for me when I feel overwhelmed 
I tend to go inward. So mm-hmm. I tend to be very uncommunicative. And I just feel like <laughs> I'm on my, in my own little bubble and kind of like, do you know what? I'm just dealing with what I can deal with one moment at a time. Mm-hmm. And possibly that's not the best way for me because I know that when I do talk about it with trusted individuals, I feel better, lighter. Mm-hmm. And but the overwhelm feels real Han I don't know about you I I read something somewhere and I don't remember where it was I probably said that a lot during this podcast um but they were saying that particularly at the moment a lot of people are struggling because whatever our outlets were you know talking and stuff we we all need more than other people can give and that seems to be really really true at the moment I think everybody is going through so much and perhaps we don't have the space maybe for each other that we once did particularly you know the first the first lockdown yeah. was was very much you know we're all in this together in a sense of community spirit now everybody just feels very tired and very overwhelmed and there's more homeschooling and nobody necessarily has the space to be able to process things because whole families are cooped up at home working from home homeschooling home 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 and suddenly home is not that safe safe nurturing cozy place anymore it's more of a sort of mini prison and I think it's having a real impact on people and that feeling of overwhelm is really really real and there's no there's no outlet there's nowhere where we can get out yeah I think I will reserve yeah totally and I reserves are low aren't they like you said Mm. the first lockdown we were like yes and there's like this camaraderie and checking up on people and sending little gifts and it was really cute and lovely and then you think oh okay we've got a bit of space now we're doing more normal in you know inverted common things and now we're back into it and we've got I do suffer with like seasonal affective disorder so so I've got the darkness because I love the sunshine so the darkness Mm -hmm. is here and like you say we're just at home and it feels like some days are okay aren't they I think it's an up and down thing for me some days are fine and then some days you think what what is this (laughs) where am i why yeah what on earth is this and i'm sure other people can relate to and i think for me there's a i guess there's a range of things i do but i need to carve a space where nobody is (laughs) (laughs) and that means no phone I think because we've got all these technologies and zoom and come and should we have a zoom I'm zoom fatigued I'm zoomed out you know I don't want to do a zoom (sighs) quiz and I don't want to do a zoom catch-up and it sounds really um unlike me actually to be you know not wanting to connect but sometimes I need to connect with myself more Mm. is where I'm at yeah, because we're all we, with our those little squares of wonder or rectangles of wonder in our pockets all the time, and we are always we're always connected to everybody. There's there's almost no you can't escape anywhere because even if you think right, I'll just go for a wee, um, and you know because that's your time. Suddenly there's nobody else there. I don't know if you find that I, you just end up getting your phone out and having a cheeky little scroll, and it's doom scrolling. It's not doing anybody any good. That is a so Han what are you struggling with at the moment and that could be in terms of social media or you know overwhelm life in general where are you at what I am finding with with I guess I've had to try and steer myself off my own my own social my business social media because I find that I'm following a lot of people who are maybe don't I suppose they're they're in different positions to me different situations so 
they're waking up in the morning and they are, you know, fully promoting, you know, wake up, wake up before the sun or, or even sometimes wake up before your children, which is killing me because I'm not waking up at 4 a.m. Um, but then you have your warm water and lemon and, you know, you just sit down to meditate for 10 minutes and just all of these people that are almost selling these perfect lifestyles. And it's just so hard, isn't it? Because yeah. And I think there's also a flip side of it. If you live on your own, um, you know, you don't have all of the pressures of family and stuff. But I have a couple of friends that live alone and they are talking to their houseplants. They are like they're finding that, you know, the the darkest recesses of their minds are really uncomfortable places to be. So I think there's there's these two massive extremes and there's no middle ground for anybody, really. And I think both sides have got this rose tinted glass version of what it will be like. So when you've got a family, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, wouldn't it be amazing to live by myself and meditate all day? And do you know what I mean? All those things, all the things that you can't possibly do when you've got small children. And then, you know, there's someone who could live that life. is thinking, yeah, but I just want that connection and I just want someone to talk to. and I want people to be around and I just, you know, need need to know that someone's there. I Mm. think no one's got it quite set because we've never lived in these times before but it can be really hard to go down a rabbit hole of yeah but look what they've got and compare ourselves and Mm. and want to be that person when we didn't even do that (laughs) pre-pandemic yeah we've never done these things but it's really easy when you're feeling like unsettled to think that you should yeah yeah and I think it's I know that for um I used to teach on pre-pandemic on a Wednesday Wednesday evening and um, teaching yoga and that was it was a community class and there was a real sense of community I mean these people um, had been coming to class since before before I say I think the class had been going for about 10 years and with the same teacher and then I took over and it was just such a sense of community for some for some of the people there it was and this is in no it's not supposed to be sort of demeaning or anything, but it was their their chance to get out in a week because mm. a couple of them were carers um for family members, husbands and stuff. Um and it was their, their it was their time. It was their time to get out and they chose to spend it in a yoga class and you know, have a bit of a chat, meet and connect with other people face to face, even if most of it was done in silence. It was still and and you know, I think our avenues of of support and our avenues of coping have been cut off I've had a lot of messages from my wonderful clients um asking when I'll be able to massage again I mean the, the answer is I don't know but for a lot of people that is a it's something that can support their overwhelm just getting out and taking that time out of the house but we just don't have that unless you're willing to go on a wet wintry walk which is all we do have at the moment <laughs> because I'm I think I'm finding because we're so um housebound then because and we're so I guess we're lacking the idea of who we are and I think especially for teenagers as well I've noticed is that we have this imposter syndrome of I don't really know who I am post-pandemic because we so we've spent so and practically a year haven't we yeah yeah of being home so I don't know about you but leggings have become my best friend so and you know whereas what I used to do before I I've forgotten even what I used to do um so there is a kind of sense of do I need to kind of rebuild myself post-pandemic the whole like I don't know where I sit in this anymore I think that's absolutely spot on yeah I think um I the opposite end of child rearing to you I've got a 
uh, he's nearly three year old and he he has no idea who he is he has no idea how to interact with other children um he sees them in the park and he's half frightened and half wants to to start talking to them and you know it's it's learning who you are in relation to other people I suppose isn't it like where you fit um and I I think you know in the beginning I remember there was a lot of people saying we'll we'll come out of this different and I think it's dragged on for a year um and the bit where everybody else was out and and you know everybody seemed to go to Cornwall um but the bit where everybody was out and in Cornwall I was having a baby so like even that bit in the middle of it all I just feel like all I've done for a year is sit at home and create enormous children um and you know it's a feat in itself um but yeah I do and I do really feel particularly for first-time mums and new mums because there's just the support out there for everybody is really minimal but I imagine I can't imagine what it must be like to have first-time mum and have all of those you know toddler groups and things that you know I didn't even really do with my first and now with my second child I think I would probably kill for a, a baby group or something doesn't um, doesn't times change and even you know the thought of for my teenagers going back to school is a little bit overwhelming because they're a bit like where do I sit within this now what does that look like yeah who are friends still around you know what does this look like and I think coming on to them what what can we do in these times and I think for me it's about creating the space for me and connecting with myself but maybe you know when we were saying you know we haven't got those reserves and I think don't think we can make ourselves feel guilty for not checking in on everybody all the time Mm. like we have to make sure we're okay because that really I was talking to someone the other day and they said I feel so guilty because I haven't checked in with everybody but I just don't feel like I can and it's okay to say I need to put myself first absolutely within all this but what is there any el- anything else we can think of hand that is helping us to stay relatively safe? <laughs> um, it's really difficult, isn't it? Because I'm racking my brains to think of you know coping strategies. Um, I find personally, a bit of self massage can sometimes help. So we tend to find that, um, and this is again, you know. It's you can do this at any point, but um, a lot of us carry tension underneath, sort of at the bases of our skulls. So if you have a feel, a, a thumbs at the ready. If you have a feel at the yeah. top of your neck, sort of under where your skull is, have a bit of a poke oh, in yes. there, right, and see if it feels sort of tender. Um, mm. and you know our heads and scalps can carry a lot of tension. It's why Indian head massage is um, it's a really really lovely treatment. It's why a lot of people come for that because it our tension and this is not woo woo this is fact and I can't tell you where I got the facts from but it's true um (laughs) ask a chiropractor um the tension gets stuck in our shoulders because of the way that the muscles relate to each other I suppose in layman's terms um and then so if you see if you imagine as an adult or as a as a child even at the moment because we're spending all day sitting at laptops and stuff which is just it's just not good for us and that's another thing back to the sort of doom scrolling thing and being zoom exhausted we're spending literally all day on our screens if you're working from home um oh it's so hard isn't it and then you know your parents need a bit of a break so they're putting children in front of the tv more and it's just and then it's just this sort of self-perpetuating guilt spiral um yes but we're spending a lot of time and because of the tension that we're carrying in our bodies as well a lot of people's shoulders are sort of creeping up towards their ears um so I think just maybe having a bit of a feel, just massaging your own scalp, getting someone to do it for you, but you can do it yourself. And do you know what? Sometimes that's just better, isn't it? 
the other people never seem to get it into the right right niggly yeah, bits right yeah so yeah. just using your thumbs to massage the base of your skull massaging your scalp and if that feels tender it will mean that there's that's where a lot of tension is being held so that would be one of my sort of stress relieving things and just taking the time to breathe check in with yourself in the day seeing if your shoulders are sneaking up towards your ears if you can just give your shoulders a couple of rolls um i'm teaching a saturday morning yoga class and a lot of people are saying their shoulders in particular are feeling really really crunchy and clunky and hips yeah. from all of the sitting um yes. and hips in yogic terms are where we hold a lot of our emotional they're like a sort of a bowl of emotional stuckness i suppose so just taking the time to try and stretch your hips out a little bit and if you do have time and this is a big if isn't it because it's it's so lacking for a lot of people at the moment um if you've got the time to do an online yoga class and i'm just gonna i'm gonna put this out there but a lot of people are um going with youtube yoga and there is don't get me wrong there is nothing wrong with youtube yoga but do bear in mind that when we're all allowed out of this again and all of the yoga teachers have had to take nine to five jobs working in asda because this nobody would come to our online classes because they could get it for free elsewhere just bear that in mind if you are going to go to an online yoga class please try and find a teacher near you um because they'll be able to see you over zoom which is better for just making sure that you're not hurting yourself mostly um you get interaction with other people and you're supporting a local business as well and that is something that i am extremely passionate about there is nothing wrong with youtube yoga particularly if you've got no or low income or if you've only got five or ten minutes but if you can get to a local class online then please do that and support local teachers because we we need you and we'll continue to yeah. need you when this is over and we need yoga teachers <laughs> there's, no, there's no um there's no doubt that the tension we're holding physically but emotionally is real yeah. so if we can find ways to benefit ourselves and just set aside if that is the only time you have that week is that one hour i think that's extremely well spent mm -hmm. and just how we yeah how we can work through how we're feeling and we're, we're emotionally too because i think tension release emotionally is big for me yeah. at the moment it's the you know and carving that time out is the only way we can do that to be able to go to go back out and head up our families and be like okay i'm good now let's let's see what you've got <laughs> hit me with your best shot <laughs> exactly so han what has there been anything in your life um and i'm sure there are many where something's happened maybe an event or even could just be someone said something and it's changed your whole perspective on life and living yeah i got pregnant <laughs> You haven't been the first person who said children. <laughs> it's not actually for me. It's not so much the having children. It was the getting pregnant. Um, I'm very aware this is a really controversial subject, and I really don't want to upset anybody. But I, I've made a conscious decision not to have children. Um, and it's something that for me was, I suppose, there are people I speak to that really, really want children. So I don't, you know, I don't want to trigger anything for anybody. But for me, my choice was. Um, to not have children and that it was not to be um and I had sort of this this grand plan I was preparing for my three-month tour to India I was going to go live in an ashram and then yeah I found out that I was a couple of weeks pregnant and it it just shocked everything and everything that's happened with my business 
um, and with the work that I do has, has stemmed from there really. Um, and, but it's also prompted the work that I do to weave more into, um, I'm qualified in reflexology for conception um, and pregnancy massage and pre and postnatal yoga. Um, so it's that's added a, a different string to my mind and it's given me a, a much deeper understanding like I honestly and I've said this to you before but you are my hero and there is so much I've never understood about anything so it's certainly given me a different perspective um, on everything but it, you know it's one of those things where I had this I've never really been a big one for life plans um, and I had this sort of idea of the the vague trajectory my life was going to travel along for the first time and it got completely thwarted so um and yeah it, it does yeah it just sort of derailed it derailed everything and it just then made everything come back and and repair on a, a different completely different level it's so interesting isn't it like the paths of our lives and we feel feel like we've all got it planned out and then we're like no we have no, <laughs> no the universe has other plans for you I think possibly I put you off having children when I had three very small children, you had none, and I took you or I made you go to a soft play centre in a half term. So everyone knows what that is like. And Hannah was scarred, I think. Do you know what? You're not wrong. I could see your eyes like rabbit in a headlight. I can remember thinking, oh, I shouldn't have. And I love your children. They are wonderful. And I would do most things for them, but soft play. <laughs> and oh. then parent knows it's not a good but way. to be fair um, what it has done is just put me off soft play <laughs> yeah okay well we've got the children let's let's get rid of the soft play bit um <laughs> on a final note han what do women need to know have you got any like any little words of wisdom on our final few minutes probably nothing that hasn't already been said um i just feel like words of wisdom on my part are pretty lacking at the moment um but just take time to check in with your bodies. Our bodies are really, really good mirrors of the tension that we're holding in our brains. So the chances are, if your body's feeling tense, then your mind is also feeling tense um, and vice versa. So just just at points during the day, just check in with where you are just in your body. And if you can, just try and take a deep breath. A big sigh, that would be my big one, because sighing, I mean, you know, women make lots of noises in labour. It's that physical um, physical aspect of making a noise. Even if it is just a sigh, you can roar if you want to. I mean, at this present moment, roar away, do, do whatever you can. can. But there's something about um, that making a physical noise as you exhale that really helps to release physical tension. It's why people sigh subconsciously. Um, but just maybe take the time to sigh during the day. Um I love that. I'm, I'm off to, go, off to go do some roaring. Yeah, warn your children first. Possibly, although they could well be used to it. I'm not, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, where can people find it more about you and the Soul Shack, Han? Um, I have a website, uh, www.thesoulshack.org. And currently the Soul Shack is on maternity leave. But once we're allowed, I'm allowed to see people physically again. Um, I'll be up and running again, probably from about May, I imagine um so yes but that's where I can be found for now and on social media and as I, well yeah I was just about to say I will link you in Instagram things when I put this podcast out so people can find you and find out more about your journey and when you are back and well, running in the world 
amazing thank you Hannah so absolute much pleasure for our little rant <laughs> um on overwhelm imposter syndrome doom scrolling <laughs> and guilt spiral. and roaring there we go <laughs> <laughs> amazing thank you so much Hannah for your time and I hope everybody has a lovely lovely week check in with our yeah. bodies as a reflection of our brains you look Loving after it. yourself have a great yep. week you too bye, bye everyone bye